coming to you live from deep with inside the wrestle house my name is carl carafel this week i am joined alongside ed fries and this is turnbuckle talk ed thank you so much for stepping up coming in and joining the program here with me tonight it's an absolute pleasure to have you on here my friend how are you it's great. I mean, I watch the show almost every week anyways. You know, you'll see me in the comments, whether I'm eating dinner or something, put the phone down or whatnot. I love coming on, love watching the show. So it's always cool to be a part of it. And since we talked about NXT and had Bubba Duke on, you know, it, it, just, it makes sense that I eventually come back to Turnbuckle Talk. And I was, I was waiting, I was waiting. I'm looking at the little comment section over there and I'm going, oh, 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 wait, no, Ed's with me. So he's not going to be the first comment in here this <laughs> week as you usually are. I thank you so much for the, your continued support. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Anytime. It's a great show. I love it. So at the very beginning of this broadcast, uh, you did see there, I have a little bit of a sad note to start on here. Uh, Matilda the Hun, uh, lady uh, named Diana. Diana is her name. She has sadly passed away. Um, she had she had a little bit of a battle in these later years of her life, but she worked for uh, some amazing women's wrestling companies. A pioneer of uh, pretty much just women's professional wrestling on shows where there was only women on these shows stuff like uh women of wrestling gorgeous ladies of wrestling and she even had an appearance in a cult classic film space balls if you ever saw the bearded lady in space balls that was diana and i'm i'm really sad that she's passed away I've had some interactions with her. We were Facebook friends. Um, we didn't really know each other very much, but we at least had that little bit of a connection and it was absolutely fantastic to be able to, uh, to have that and to talk with her. And yeah, I don't know about you, but have you had any experiences watching Matilda the Hun from Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling or anything like that? No, because when you mentioned it, I didn't really think. And then you said, oh, she was in Spaceballs, The Bearded Lady. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Love that movie. It's it's <laughs> Mel Brooks is absolutely fantastic. Some of his all of his stuff is great. History of the World Part One. We're, we're <laughs> Blazing when I, when Saddles. I, yeah, Blazing Saddles. My friends are like, you know, we're going to watch History of World Part 1. I'm like, why are we going to watch Part 1? Where's Part 2? Like, is there a part? And they're like, no, you don't get no. it. Because I'd never been, I'd never seen anything of his before that point. Oh. And then I get introduced to Spaceballs after that. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Right? Oh, absolutely amazing. Going over to our comment section before we get right into things. Throwback. Thank you so much for coming by. What up, my guys? Ed, keep warm. It's 9 degrees. I got my heated blanket. I'm good. <laughs> what do you guys think of tonight's nxt does grayson go over tonight ed you are the aficionado when it comes to nxt so what do you think on that um yeah i don't see any reason why aj wins this match it, it other than you put the main roster talent over an nxt talent so Grayson Waller will get over tonight regardless does he win the match is does he go over We've had some discussion about it back and forth. I think the only way Grayson gets an actual win in any of this 
is if Grayson Waller faces AJ at WrestleMania. Okay. If this is a build to a Mania match, because we people are like, oh, we don't have to worry about Mania build. There's only the Rumble and then the Saudi show in February. And then it's Rumble. And then it's Mania. Like, that's all we've got this year. There's no in-between pay-per-views this year. Nope. Nope. It's, it's the be, mysterious it's February show and then nothing. Right? So they're going to have to do something on weekly programming to keep us invested in WrestleMania. And hopefully they do. Mighty Joe. Mighty Joe hopping in here saying, howdy, boys. And yes, I agree with this statement as well, where he says, Blazing Saddles is balls." LOL. I definitely agree with that, Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Um, Blazing Saddles, like absolutely anything, anything. Just that slapstick comedy that, you know, it just, it it, it gets over. It gets over because it's a, it's a uh, like, north americanized version of like english comedy and i absolutely love it hcw sports one of our greatest supporters i absolutely love the entire team over there carl what's up fella i'm doing great and i hope you are too it is a another day it's actually bloody cold here it's been with the wind chill about minus 30 degrees celsius for the last few days, I work outside uh, during the night doing security work. That's my shoot job. I have to go around and check properties. So hopefully tonight it doesn't look like it's going to be. So I hope it's not going to be as cold because, yeah, the last two nights have been just crazy for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have not been happy with it. But yeah, down at the ticker below there. Thank you to all our amazing fans and supporters, each and every one of you. It is absolutely amazing to have you here. Mighty Joe popping back in again saying, Mel Brooks was so unapologetically adult and edgy. I love it. Me too. Me too. And there's rumors of the new Spaceballs movie coming at some point. Right? They're they in had, talks of writing a script that there's going to be this. The search for more money is potentially coming. I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be absolutely great. <laughs> I definitely do. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. We're gonna kick things off here with well, because I have Mr. Ed Fries on the program here, and he does uh, do an amazing show as well. Just after this one, a little couple hours later, doing NXT. We're going to talk some NXT releases right now. I do want to read out here first. The statement from the WWE, it says, With the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. So I'm going to go through them one by one here. And Ed, because you are the man when it comes to NXT, I want you to give me a little bit of your insight into these. So first, we're going to start off with Road Dog Jesse James, a multi-team, a multi, multi-time, I can get it out, a multi-time tag team champion. He's worked behind the scenes with the WWE since 2014. He's been a producer and a writer for SmackDown and has started working with the NXT talent back in 2019. 
What do you think about that release there? I mean, it's it's a shame whenever you lose a talented mind, you know, set your politics aside because you kind of got to when you're talking about WWE and NXT and a lot of the people down there that they all feel a certain way and some of them better than others. And, and Road Dog wasn't the greatest voice of a generation. Right. But, but as far as the wrestling business goes, he was very, um, you know, his in-ring career was very varied and, you know, whether it be singing behind Double J and being the roadie, whether it's working down at NXT, helping keep the ship righted when everybody was like, NXT is dead, NXT is dead, when when there were rumors that Vince was now running NXT. And it was like, nope, they made some changes, they're going to, you know, do some things and now they're making more changes and they're going to do some things and, <laughs> and we'll I'm just sure keep this saying. Will be the last of it. Oh, God. No. Darnell, good to see you, my friend. Thank you for stopping by. I do want to get to these comments here from Throwback as well, where he says that he works on cars during the day and just got uh, finished a 10-hour shift here in Massachusetts. Uh, like I said, it's 9 degrees, but with the wind chill. And, and I'm assuming that that's going to be 9 Fahrenheit and not yeah. Celsius. So, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Um, he says here was the same as yours. It's bloody cold and having bay doors open and closed inside in the bays, a hundred degrees. And it drops to 20 today was not fun. Yeah, definitely. It wouldn't be. And then, um, this one here, we're going to get to next here. He says the most shocking release from NXT staff has been this next person, William Regal. And in the past, it was actually fit Finley. Uh, and then HCW Sports saying, totally think he would be better so he can go somewhere to create. Or think, yeah, I think he will be better. Be better so off, can, yeah. yeah, be better off so he can go somewhere to create. I, I You know what? I, I do kind of agree with that as well. Uh, talking William Regal, a veteran in the pro wrestling business, uh, Regal became the general manager of NXT back in 2014. When NXT 2.0 launched, he no longer had that role, but he was still seen within the product. Uh, he's considered one of the most knowledgeable wrestlers in the business. He actually oversaw Performance Center tryouts and attended independent wrestling shows as a recruiter. His actual last match inside of a ring was back in 2013. How detrimental do you think that this is going to be to NXT 2.0 to lose somebody with the caliber of William Regal? This hurts more than any of the others. And it's not for the obvious reasons that people think. I mean, he was the best on screen general manager we had in NXT to think that, you know, in NXT's time period, we've had Dusty Rhodes, JBL, Jim Ross, People like that as, as the commissioner of NXT. Yeah. And and we had William Regal, and Regal was great, and war games and everything, and all the fun stuff that goes on with William Regal and everything he's done in that company. Right. The Johnny Gargano stuff is to never be forgotten, his chemistry wow. with Johnny Gargano. That being said, it, it's the things you just talked about. It's the <clears throat> traveling the world and finding talent. That's where nice. it's going to hurt the most for them is because he was that – that enormously talented scout who could go and find a talent here or go yeah. around the world and find it. As Johnny Gargano said in his post, 
it or his farewell address. <clears throat> without without William Regal, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa aren't on NXT television ever because he's the one who kept bringing them back after their tryout match where they didn't get signed right. as extras to continue to get them into NXT's doors, to get them into the Cruiserweight Classic. I mean, and the stories are endless. Like, that's that's just one of, like, yeah. 70 stories. I mean, Aaliyah. I always say that WWE loves to put Aaliyah in the closet after they pull, they pull her out and they have her on TV for a little bit, and then they go ahead and put her in the closet <laughs> and then bring right. her out and dust her off and put her back in the ring. Yep. Aaliyah's, for people who don't remember, Aaliyah's been in the company since before Breaking Ground. And if you don't remember where Breaking Ground is, it was the first program to air on the WWE Network that was original content. And yes. it was that's in the days of Sasha and Bailey main eventing NXT. That's how long she's been in this company. <laughs> right? And she's just now on the main roster, and she's never had a legitimate run in NXT. No. And the reason is because she could never get a character that they could get together that they loved. And even in the show, they have her pitch something to William Regal, and he's like, no, this isn't you. You need to find you. And right. that's that's where I think they're going to hurt because <clears throat> you've still got Triple H. You've still got Shawn Michaels, but there's only so much they can do. And you needed yeah. some of those names. And with another name that we're going to mention who is doing the same thing, working with William Regal when he wasn't on television, we're now down to MVP. Right. <laughs> right. MVP is that next person looking and finding new talent and trying to give talent a chance. And still trying to keep face and work main roster and yep. do all of that at the same time. And that's 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 pretty taxing. Joe, I hate you. No, I don't. But yeah, I hate you. <laughs> Not to make you feel bad, but I still see green grass where Mighty Joe is. LOL. He says, sorry. He's not sorry. I know he is not. John, thank you for coming by. Another amazing supporter of this show. So thankful to have you here. Uh, absolutely amazing. Throwback coming in saying, wasn't Aaliyah 19 when she signed with WWE? She I might have been. She's was. still super young. I mean, she's yeah. been around forever, but she's still incredibly young I, I just think it's funny when people are like Aaliyah, you know and they think that she's this new thing that's been around for the last couple of weeks. like no yeah. she's been there since bailey and bailey and them the full horse when we were in nxt like right. she's been there forever she has been so these next names i'm going to go through them just kind of quick um except for this uh last one that that i'm gonna take a little bit of a moment with but other personnel personnel not not talking talent but i'm talking just personnel right now uh, that the WWE let go of include Coach A. Steele, writers Ryan Katz, and George Carroll. Uh, Carroll actually is somebody who had worked with MLW and New Japan Pro Wrestling in the past. So again, somebody with that type of a caliber, very knowledgeable for the business. Dave Kapoor. Uh, many people may know him as uh, Rajin Singh. Um, referee Scott Armstrong. And then this last one, I'm just going to... I'm going to mention it right now as well. Kathy Carino, relative of Steve Carino, former ECW heavyweight champion, Steve Carino, who just started working with the, the company, with the WWE only a few months ago. Many people may know her as Allison Danger, and she has been released from NXT 2.0 as well. That one hurts. 
That one, I think, legitimately hurts. NXT has a great talent pool of, of female professional wrestlers, but could you imagine the caliber that could have been there even more with Allison Danger, somebody who is a multi-time champion. She's ran known for running Shimmer, mm -hmm. the promotion Shimmer. So not even having her in a uh, on-screen um, working talent role, but having her as a backstage talent to be able to coach and work with other female talents, I think that that is a huge loss, and that one saddens me. Out of all those names, which one hits you the hardest? Uh, Dave Kapoor. I mean, I, I know Rinjin Singh wasn't... The dude's been around seemingly forever uh, yeah. doing this, that, and the other thing. Um, he's a really talented wrestling mind that people misunderstand. And, and you know, he may have baggage here, there. I don't, I don't know the people personally. But, I mean, that one for me is one of those. Anybody on the writing staff, like... I think the idea that people need to understand is that NXT 2.0 is going back to what it was when it first, when WWE Network first came out. We're going back to, we're going to have three levels of talent here. We're going to have talent that we're grooming from absolute scratch. Your Bull yeah. Dempsey's, your Baron Corbin's, your people like that. You're going to have your Tyler Breeze's and you're going to have, you know, all these you know, Tyson Kidd and this this middle generation of wrestlers who are, we don't know what we want to do with them, but we want them here. We want to develop them and see what we can do. Maybe they've never hit the heights on the main roster, but they have talent and we think we can do something with them. Amazing and then they talent, have, some of them. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But that was that middle ground where they were like, because you had Tyson Kidd in NXT at that point, and you were like, yeah, he's a main eventer in NXT, but on the main roster, they could do nothing with him. They didn't know right. what to do. He was teamed with Cesaro. The but then NXT. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing. They could never, seemingly, WWE could never figure out how to use a funny guy on TV. Still boggles my mind that they couldn't figure that one out. Right. I mean, literally, you have Shawn Michaels. Like, they all say Dolph Ziggler, Shawn Michaels 2.0. You have Tyler Breeze right here. He did the entire gimmick, like literally. It was Shawn Michaels' mirror gimmick with Sherry, but with a cell phone and a screen. Right? And you couldn't exactly. put that on the main roster. You have a Titantron, and you didn't think that the, that the cell phone with the Titantron would make him Shawn Michaels 2.0. You literally name him Shawn Michaels Jr. And then you have Shawn Michaels come back and bitch whine moan and say, you're not the next Shawn Michaels. And then you go ahead and change his name and you do stuff like that. And then you have your main roster stars. You know, you're going to have your champions. You're going to have your Braun Breakers. You have your Carmelo Hayes. You're going to have all these guys that are at the top of the pool. And that's going to be, and that's your three tiers of talent. Yeah. And that's what 2.0 is going to be going out, going from here on out. And people need to understand that while we all loved the black and gold and what was developed there with Triple H and the show he developed, that's not what WWE wants NXT to be. No. They don't want it to be a third brand for more entertainment. Well, they do want that, but they want it to develop stars that they can make, mold, and own for right. the next foreseeable future. That's right. So you're seeing people like, Braun Breaker and Tony D'Angelo, people who aren't top end, you know, indie talents who are coming in and doing things. And so far we're, we're getting good. We're getting a good crop. Like, yeah, 
Brunbreaker is pretty entertaining. <laughs> right? Definitely. Throwback. We're, I see your question there. We're going to get to that very soon. Don't worry. I will come back to this question here. John John is coming in, and I believe he's he's trying to say Ciampa. Ciampa yep. and Roddy Strong still there. Um, That's your top end. That's your main event talent yeah. to, to put people yeah. over and to to make new stars like you've got them there champa will probably go on to be a coach i hope so i really I do i don't see any reason why he'd want to leave like unless they burn a bridge or he thinks he can still do it and based on interviews let alone like other things like johnny gargano wants to wrestle adam cole wants to wrestle yeah champa in interviews is like you know what i don't want to do the whole road mm. thing i don't want to do the the main roster thing he's like I'm happy not doing all that stuff. I could see him staying and being like, let me be the next Matt Bloom and just help right? run the PC for the next 10 years. That would be fantastic. Fantastic. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think that there's a better name to do it right now that is part of NXT right now. Other talent that they had let go of, uh, Suzuki of Diamond Mind. Uh, who is also a coach at the Performance Center. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, a former Evolve champion who served as a coach. And Danny Birch, a former NXT, sorry, tag team champion, well, a WWE NXT tag team champion who has also been serving as a coach as well. Um, yeah, those three names, gone. Gone. And, and some of them probably won't find it. Like, you know, Danny Birch probably at the end. He'll do plenty of great things on the indies. But I don't see him going to an AEW. I don't see him going to New Japan. I don't see him going to even Impact. No. But I could see him working behind the scenes at any one of those three. Yeah. I, I could see, see him ending up. I could see him ending, ending up at the American Dojo in New Japan. At the LA Dojo. Like, that's perfectly viable. Um, yeah. Timothy Thatcher, yeah, he could, he's going to get great work on the indies. Um, he could go world worldwide work on the indies, um, <coughs> oh, yeah. and he might you you might see him pop up in Impact or AEW or MLW, uh, wherever Tom Lawler goes. I kind of want to see Timothy Thatcher kind of sneak in there for a show or two because I think that's <laughs> a match I kind of want to see: Filthy Tom versus Timothy Thatcher. Right? Yeah. Yeah, John saying that he agrees. Uh, let's see this. So do you think it's too early to put Braun Breaker as the NXT champion? Uh, because to, according to Throwback, um, he sees him being a little he sees it being a little too early, and they should have probably kept it with Ciampa for a little bit. Do you do you agree with that? Do you think it's too early for uh, Braun Breaker to no. have got that? I don't, but then again, I'm on the mindset that next year at WrestleMania, we're going to see Ron Breaker in a big high-level match. I don't yeah. think Ron Breaker's long for NXT. I think he's on this. He's a, He's got a 12-month arc, and it might not be 12 months. He may right. be up by, by Survivor Series. He may be on the main roster. I mean, he yeah. SummerSlam, Survivor whatever it might be. Um and we're not, we're not going to see, like, WrestleMania no. this year. It's going to be WrestleMania no. 2023. Yeah, 2023. Yeah. The, the following WrestleMania, not this year. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's... Should he have slowed it down? Probably. But they also want to... If they're doing 2.0, they want a 2.0 torchbearer. They want one of the young guard to be the torchbearer. 
And while I love Carmelo Hayes because I've watched him for the last five years, six years as um, Christian Casanova in, in the local indie scene. Right. Um, as much as I adore him, he's not the guy that you put as the figurehead of this new rebuild. Ron no. Breaker is that figurehead. Tony D'Angelo might be the other one just because he's kind of WWE styled guy, guy that you can get around with. It's a really yeah. interesting gimmick that's working because I didn't think it would work. I've eaten lots of crow on NXT for that one. <laughs> but me and Cody had the exact same question that that uh, throwback had about whether it was too early and to see Champa kind of run through all of these young guns to have somebody finally be the one to step up to him after he goes through most of them. Right. And while that's a really cool idea, that's all dependent on who they want being the torchbearer for 2.0. And, and I, think, I think that this was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Mighty Joe coming in there saying Thatcher leaving sucks, but they never really gave him any kind of character. Thatcher, he actually sees possibly going to either an MLW or the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I, I can't give anything more than I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Mighty Joe says it all. Something that, that I found that was quite interesting here, and, and we've seen different stuff like this happen over the years before. We've seen like Hulk Hogan do his, uh, you know, uh, championship wrestling that he's tried doing. We've seen other uh, actors and, and, and uh, personalities trying to open professional wrestling businesses that have ultimately failed. I found another one. This here was an article that was posted uh, January 7th, 2022. Um, this one kind of, I'm, I'm just going to read it out here. So during his latest podcast, Freddie Prince Jr. said he would like to start a small wrestling promotion. He's quoted as saying, I don't want to start, or I want to start not to make money because it won't. And not to compete with anyone because I'm not trying to do that but to just start a West Coast indie brand. Granted, I'm a year and a half from this coming to fruition. When I'm ready to go, I want to have a two-year plan where if it makes money, cool, but it's probably not, which is what my accountant said. I'll try and do things the old Cornette way as far as business. Like if I can find some places that actually want to want to play it. Otherwise, I'll just play it on my YouTube channel and screw all of them. I want to start an indie wrestling league, and I don't know if I want it to be like GCW or if I want it to go full comedy wrestling. I found that really interesting that, you know, another name coming in there, Freddie Prince Jr. Going in and, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty cool to be able to do something like that. And he doesn't have that expectation of I'm in this to beat the WWE. I'm in this to beat uh, AEW. He's he's going into it going, <laughs> I know this is going to make me absolutely zero money, but I just want to make me give back to the professional wrestling community here on the West Coast and start an independent promotion. Uh, Mighty Joe coming in saying they could call their first show. In your home alone, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. 
Um, Ed, what, what do you think of actors, celebrities, uh, different personalities going out there? And this one here is, is quite different because that expectation isn't there. But lots of them go into this with an expectation of, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to make money. This is going to be the next big thing. Do you think that this is kind of cool or do you think that this is just something that's going to take a shit? No, I mean, I think he's, I mean, it very well, he, he, he it, it could take a shit. Like, let's be honest. It could, but at least he understands that. And he's like, look, I'm setting myself for either failure, success, or my exact expectations, which seems to be right in the middle of both success and failure. At least he right. understands, like, I could lose money on this. But he's also saying, I want to do an indie thing. He's not saying, I want to get all the top talent that's not in WWE and sign them to these big deals. He's like, no, I'm going to sign these guys for you know, a, a grand a night and have them come in or whatever it might be for the going rate right. <laughs> for a pro wrestler nowadays. And be like, they're going to come in and they're going to do shows. And we're going to put on you know, 40 shows a year, it sounds like. He, it sounds like he's talking about a weekend warrior type of promotion. Right. Like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> and, and he's and he's got the he understands the writing because not only is he Hollywood writing, he wrote for WWE. Like people forget, yeah, the dude was hired and worked for WWE, and the only reason he left is because he didn't like the schedule. He's like, I can't do the schedule of like being up till four in the morning, and he didn't want to commute back and forth. He's right. like, no, like they didn't fire him because he wasn't good enough or couldn't hack it or didn't like wrestling. Dude loves wrestling. Right. So like right. him having this on Gaghead, he has his own place where he can put it out there. Gaghead is his podcast and things like that. No, we're not talking Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Cody. That was the well, only thing I was right saying now. About, that was the only thing I didn't like about Joe's one. I was like, I, I love In Your Home Alone, but it's not a Freddie Prince movie. And if it's not a Freddie Prince movie, the, the, the joke loses a little bit on me. Um, but yes, I mean, Joe Pesci as the referee would be great. To, to kind of go along with that, though, I know that Freddie Prince Jr. and Macaulay Culkin, that they, you know, they, they, got a, they got a friendship going. And we all know that Macaulay Culkin is a huge professional wrestling fan as well. So why not say, hey, Macaulay Culkin, come on over here. I got to talk to you. I got something that I'm starting here and I'm going to make you the face of the first show yeah. to be able to call it something like that. Yeah, And then, I mean, that's exactly when I saw Joe's comment. That's exactly where my mind went immediately was you got to bring Macaulay Culkin in and have him wrestle in the main event of the very first show that you do. Place would go nuts. You would sell out. It's Macaulay yeah. Culkin. No, like there's, there's a chance he could make decent money from this. Like, I don't know how much it takes to run the show versus how much it's like overhead versus like all that's put that out the window. He right. could have a successful fan enjoyed product exactly for, for pretty easily. So it's like, is it a bad idea? No, because at least he has his again, it's all about expectations. His expectations are in the right spot. So it's hard to fail when you when you don't expect to be the biggest thing in the world. He just wants people to come to enjoy a wrestling show. Right. And Joe Pesci is referee. I'm in. Definitely I'm in, just like Joe says. <laughs> I'm definitely in for that. We're going to move on to something a little bit. Um, it's just going to be a quick 
little piece on this one here. But uh, so we had we had the TNT championship change hands a little while back. And then. <laughs> OK, so I got to throw this one up first. Uh, Mighty Joe coming in saying, as long as we don't get a Herb Abrams type of situation, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. If you do not know who Herb Abrams is, Google it. You'll be able to find figure it out and find out. NX or the not the NXT, the AEW TNT Championship has changed hands a little while ago. It has once again changed hands again, and we have got what they're calling the interim champion. Now, I get, I get it, I do. Um, you know, the, the, the title went back on to Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara had a great match with Dustin Rhodes. Um, it, it, great to see Dustin Rhodes is always a constant professional. I absolutely love that man. And he's always willing to do the work, which is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Um, was this something in your opinion, Ed, that was really needed. Did we need to have this matchup happen for an interim or an interim TNT champion? Did we really need that? It all depends on what AEW's what AEW knows about Cody's injury. Because we know Cody was said that Cody couldn't perform for because he didn't clear medical standards or whatever it might be. If this is COVID and Cody's back in three weeks, seems a little foolish to have an interim champion. Right. If Cody's done something to his leg, to his arm, some kind of three-month injury, makes a whole lot more sense. Um, it ran a great angle having Daniel Garcia come out. But my yep. thing is, is if you're going to run the Daniel Garcia angle, why not just have Daniel Garcia in the match? Exactly. Like, exactly. I love Dustin Rhodes. I love him to death. He's great. I grew up watching Goldust. Right. He's, he's been fantastic in everything he's done in AEW. He's given back. He's not taken up too much time. It, it's perfect for what they want. And I would have yeah. been happy if they made him the interim champion. Like, the, right? the, the weirdest part of this is still having the title on Sammy. It's like, Cody's not available. Well, we'll just put it back on the last guy who had it. And, like... It would have made more sense to put it on Dustin and then have Dustin face, you know, Daniel Garcia. Put the title on Daniel Garcia because obviously he was next for Cody, it sounds like. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I agree with that. We have Bubba Duke saying, I don't think he will be back for like six months. And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of thinking that as well. Now, my mentality with this is if you know that you're going to be off for a certain amount of time, now again, if it's a if it's a uh, a COVID type of situation, we know that two to three weeks they're going to be back. So it's just ridiculous. Write something to say that you know he's sick and he has be to be home. And you can literally just Ro Roman Reigns missed a pay per view, yeah, because he tested positive. He was back the next Friday because he passed protocol and was cleared to come back. And CDC says you only need to quarantine for five days, right? So you just write something so that somebody goes out there, even if it's Brandy, if Brandy just goes out there and just says, you know, hey, um, Cody's sick. Cody got COVID and he's not going to be here for a couple of weeks. But don't you worry, he's going to be back and healthier than ever and whatever. Right. Or 
if they know that he's going to be out for so long, relinquish the championship. Don't have an interim champion relinquish the belt. So either you wait it out for the three weeks, two weeks, whatever it's going to be. And if it gets to that point where we, it's now a month's time or a month and two weeks time, and we still don't have any clear answer, relinquish it. That's, that's, I don't know. I'm also, I mean, I'm, I'm a kid of the, of the Shawn Michaels was stripped of the intercontinental title and held on to it and came back and was like, I'm still the champion. So I kind of like, even if we don't have Cody relinquish it, even if Cody just, they want to do the interim title thing. Like I'm cool with an interim champion, even for a lot, like even for like a a month and a half, whatever it might be. Like if you're going to set up two guys hanging, hanging a belt. Yeah. Osprey, Osprey this year. Hang, walking around saying I'm still the world champion, even though I had to relinquish the title. Like the title's still here. Here it is. It's mine. Right. Um, as Cody says. Yeah. Either Cody will be back in one to two months. If it's more than two, I would expect it would have been forfeited. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what, what, what I'm saying as well. I mean, let it play out. Let let somebody come on television and say, Cody's sick. He's not going to be here for a little bit, but don't you worry. He's going to be back better than ever. And then if it has to go longer than that, then you have somebody come back out again and say, hey, or you have him even, even just at his house go, I have to hand this over. Um, right? Cody, again, say, this one's for you, Ed. HBK equals Will Ospreay this year. I agree with that plug I stole a little bit of that budget and was able to get Ed Fries on the program today. It was absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry. Not sorry. It's TBT. What's good, boys? Pluggo, it is all good. AEW could have done so many storylines with this, and I think they're missing out on it. I, I, I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. I mean, we're getting Sammy versus Daniel Garcia out of it, so as a wrestling fan, it's hard to complain about something like that. But I just right. think, it, I just think it's weird that you put the title right back on Sammy. Like that's the the only part of that where I scratch my head and go, "That's weird." Is you put it right back on Sammy, right? Like you put it on Dustin. You give Dustin a title because the guy's earned it, and it's not like anybody is going to be super upset if he beats Sammy Guevara. Sammy won't care. Sammy'll take one loss and be like, "Okay, cool." Right? No, I mean, I think that that's exactly it. It's absolutely. Got an interim champion, and that's all that there is to that for now. We'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. Moving on to our next little thing here. This one here is actually something that is uh, something that hasn't happened here on this program in a while. And I'm glad that I have this available still on here so that I can click this button right now. We have got some.
That's right. We've got some breaking news. This story actually broke. I believe it was yesterday, but I am very excited about this. Ring of Honor breaking news. Ring of Honor presents Supercard of Honor on April 1st, 2022 in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, tickets for this annual pay-per-view extravaganza go on sale January 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern time, uh, 10 a.m. Central for the Honor Club members, and on January 28th at 11 Eastern, 10 Central to the general public. We now have a date, and I'm hoping that this is legitimate because of the actual date that it is, but April 1st, <laughs> April Fool's Day, Ring of Honor returns with Supercard of Honor. I'm stoked about this. I yeah. am stoked. I mean, after seeing Ring of Honor pop up, and I know we're going to, th I think we're going to talk about it a little bit, but seeing Ring of Pop pop up in a couple places recently, I'm I'm excited to see Ring of Honor come back. Um, you know, uh, that could be fun. It, it could be building to a fun show, like Cody says, you know. Having impact talent on it. Could Supercard of Honor be impact versus ROH as a quick, easy way to <laughs> because you've got some talent. Like yep. obviously they know what they're doing. Like they've always known. And they even said before, we're hoping to be back in April for WrestleMania weekend. Right. Um WrestleMania is the second and third, I want to say. I believe it is, yep. I'm trying to find it now. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's it's April. That much we definitely Oh, the tenth and eleventh. Oh, so it's okay. the week, it's it's like a week before. So but it's Which right around perfect. that WrestleMania time. Exactly. Yeah. It's right around that WrestleMania time. Go for it. Right. Why compete with WrestleMania if you can do it a week before? Totally makes sense. I, I definitely agree with that. That's fantastic. Something else that was absolutely fantastic is this next topic that we're gonna we're gonna bring up here. <laughs> we're talking impact wrestling hard to kill happened saturday january the 8th live on pay-per-view i'm just gonna run through the card here winners losers and times and then i want to get your thoughts on this my thoughts super quick on this is professional wrestling is not dead and if you believe it is because you're watching some crap programming you need to tune in to impact wrestling first off Two pre-show matches. We had Jake something defeating Madman Fulton by pinfall in a singles matchup in five minutes, 25 seconds. Pre-match or pre-show match number two. We had Speedball Mike Bailey defeating Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Laredo Kid by pinfall in a four-way matchup in a really fantastically done eight minute and 10 second matchup. We had to start off the show. The very first ever Knockouts Ultimate X matchup. The winner becomes the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Tasha Steeles defeating Alicia Edwards, Chelsea Green, Jordan Grace, Lady Frost, and Rosemary. My only problem with this is that it was only nine minutes. Trey Miguel, the champion, the X Division champion, taking on Steve Macklin. 
If Steve Macklin loses, he can no longer challenge for the X Division Championship as long as Trey Miguel is the champion. A 12-minute, 50-second matchup had Trey Miguel defeating Steve Macklin. In another amazing matchup that went 12 minutes and 40 seconds, a pure rules match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yes, you're hearing that correctly. The Ring of Honor World Championship being defended on an Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. We had Jonathan Gresham defeating Chris Sabin by pinfall. In an absolute stunner of a matchup and one of my highlights of the night, 17-minute and 5-second singles matchup. We had Josh Alexander defeating Jonah by submission, which I honestly did not see coming. Absolutely stoked and blown away by that matchup. A 10-man hardcore war, 23 minutes and 25 seconds. We had Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, Heath, and Rhino defeat the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, and Violent by Design, made up of Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Doring. And they actually won that by pinfall. Absolutely fantastic. We're going to get to what happened in just a moment there. We had Moose, the Impact World Champion, taking on Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey in a 16-minute matchup with Moose keeping his championship by pinfall and then the main event of the evening 19 minutes and 40 seconds a texas death match for the impact knockouts championship we had mickey james the champion defeating diana perrazzo we're going to talk a little bit about mickey james in our showstopper segment here tonight but man what a killer pay-per-view ed what do you think? If you're not watching Impact and you've been like, oh, Impact's, you know, that also then, and it's not AEW and, you know, it's not WWE, so I'm not going to bother. You're doing yourself a disservice and nobody but yourself. Like, these dudes put on amazing shows all the time. And right. Spencer had Cody on, Cody Diener on, on, his, on his show. Yep. And he put the clip up on Sunday where Cody said the exact same thing I'm about to say right now. When they do their tentpole events, their four big pay-per-view shows of the year, something always happens. Uh, big things happen. These are important shows. It, Cody says right here, best wrestling show he's seen in years. Like, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm not – I love Impact. I don't watch it okay. every week, but I keep up with it. I keep up with what's going on, who's here, who's not. Seeing Speedball there is going to be great. It's going to do wonders for them. Them getting onto a better network would be fantastic. Yes. Um, you know, I, I wish they were on a network that I could see them on. I don't feel like paying for the YouTube stuff. That being said, like, Impact is fantastic. This company won't die. This company will never die. They were on the verge of not being able to put on a tentpole show. And they got it paid for by Billy Corgan after Billy Corgan had been ousted as the person running the promotion. Right. Because he wanted to make sure that the talent could put on their show and then had to fight to get his money back. Like, that's how this company, this is how bad that company will not die. Like, they're, they say Impact hard to kill as the name of a show. Impact is hard to kill. 
and they constantly reload like Samoa Joe, you know, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Christian, Kurt Angle. The names that have come and gone through Impact that circulate the entire wrestling world and they continue to reload and they'll continue to send more talented people into the into the stratosphere as things go on. Starting the women's revolution, you know, with that knockouts division, having the X division, it's impact is probably one of my favorite promotions in the world, even though I don't watch it all the time and I don't keep up all the time. They do everything you want in the wrestling business. You want wacky? Trust me, they'll give you wacky. I, I, I remember in COVID they had the Wrestle House. Right. And that was fantastic. That, that was that was great. Like I know you're you're in the bowels of the Wrestle House, but I remember their Wrestle House. And that was great. And it oh, led yeah. to fun stuff every week. And it's impact if you don't watch it just because you think it's not as good as everything else you're doing yourself a disservice because right. it's probably better than both of its competition. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I'm just reading through these comments here as well for a couple of moments. Mm -hmm. Okay. So throwback, I'm going to, I'm not going to put the actual comments up here uh, just yet because there's a little bit in there that we're going to be talking about very shortly. But uh, do you see the four horsewomen match in Dallas happening? Um, They'll both be in main events, but they're not wrestling. They're not all four wrestling. They're four wrestling each other, but in two separate singles. And then a couple other quick little things here as well that he puts in here, um, you know, could there possibly, could we possibly see uh, 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 an impact WWE relationship at some point, especially given uh, how Moose uh, has gone on to Twitter and pretty much called out Roman Reigns? Do you think that possibly we could see Moose versus uh, Roman Reigns or a Moose versus Lesnar or a dream matchup of something like one of my favorites, Deanna Perrazzo, uh taking on... Um, you know, somebody like Bailey or Sasha, something like that. Um, do you see an, a relationship happening at all? I I don't see Vince doing a relationship. I think this is a, a chance for him to to go ahead and, and bring in somebody he wants to bring in, and it doesn't matter what he has to do to do it. Um, I'd love it if they had some kind of a working relationship. Um, I think it would be better than what happened with Impact's last working relationship, because at least more of their talented would be now more of their talent would be on the other show. I don't think WWE would be sending a whole bunch of talent to Impact shows, no. but I could see them saying, "Bring your Impact talent. We'll give some of them wins." Like I, yeah, could I could I see Diana Perazzo showing up at a big show? It'd be great. I don't I don't see it happening, but if it does, I'm going to be thrilled for it. Diana versus Charlotte. Okay, we can finally find who's the best women's wrestler in the world. <coughs> Diana. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I love Charlotte and I will defend her to the ends of the earth. But she's she's one of the greatest women's wrestlers in the world right now. She's in my top five of women's wrestlers in the world, and she's pretty high on that list. She might be in the top three of that list. But Diana's at the top of that list. So I do have to let everybody know if you're looking for some impact wrestling impact happens on Thursday, and this is a matchup that you're not going to want to miss. There is going to be a matchup between Deanna Perrazzo 
the Reina del Reina Triple A champion, taking on Ring of Honor World Champion Roxy in a winner takes all matchup this Thursday on Impact. So make sure that you were watching because I can guarantee you, you will not be disappointed with that. Cody coming back in here. Moose has been tweeting and taking shots at every other world champion ever since winning his title. He's trying to make a name for himself off of others. I don't think any crossover will actually happen with him or for him. I, I agree with that. I really do. I agree. But if you, if, if they were going to do the crossover, it wouldn't be moose anyways, to be perfectly honest. I mean, WWE would ask if if they if I could see Vince being like, "Hey, I if they were going to do crossover dream matches type stuff, hey, can you put that belt on that Alexander guy? I think he could have a couple of good matches. Like, I could see Roman versus Josh Alexander. Yep, because then you got face and heel, right? Like, I don't think Vince is going to want to. I think he wants to make his talent heels in some of that. Especially if it's Roman Reigns that we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So, like, I could see Josh Alexander. How great would it be if there was a tag team match with Trey Miguel and somebody else versus the Rascals, MSK? Right. Like, Trey Miguel has to get a tag team partner and it's against the, and he has to wrestle MSK. That could be fun. I think it would be too. Having, I I saw this from somebody, I want to say it was somebody in the, in the, the, the Love Wrestling Slack chat. Or it might have been on Twitter. I want to see our truth randomly show up on a slam on a taping for Impact and be like, "This isn't WWE." Oh, my bad, and just walk away. Like I don't know, I don't know who yes. put up the idea out there first. I'm all for it because I don't think Vince gives a crap. Like that would be great. And if you're going to do this yeah. little working relationship, imagine that's what Impact gets out of letting Mickey James go. On top of just publicity, our oh. truth walking in, doing something funny, having a match, and leaving. I think it would be fantastic because he's a former it. NWA Impact champion, right? So it, 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 it even makes sense. Like if you're saying it's not even just funny, it makes perfect sense. He's been there before, right? <laughs> perfect sense. Put the belt on Heath, and we'll do a crossover with him and Three MB. Perfect. I'm okay <laughs> with it. I don't right. care. Oh, uh, me too. There's so much fun that could come with it. But like I said, I don't see Vince doing any of it. But I like the idea that he's like, look, we'll 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 call out your champion. We'll call them the champion. We'll tell them what promotion they're on. And we'll even tell them where to find you if we can, because they don't care. It's not to them. It's not competition. They, They are competition. But again, as numbers say, they're not. They're not. And they're not even on the same night as anything WWE does. So they care even less because you're not sealing viewers because they're not on the same night. That's right. You know what you shouldn't have to compete with? You shouldn't have to compete with the hair around your balls. All right, guys, we're looking for new commercial ideas to promote the lawnmower 4.0 below the waist trimmer. Now, we're really trying to avoid any testicle or butt-shaving innuendo for this ad, so let's try to keep it classy, okay? But why, sir, should we beat around the bush? We'd really rather focus on how the skin-safe technology helps reduce nicks and cuts rather than the area that we're shaving this time. Uh, may I offer a rebuttal? Why did you say rebuttal like that? Guys, let's focus. Let's talk about how it's uh, waterproof for anybody who wants to shave in the shower. I'm sorry, but this is an 
asinine idea. Yeah, I think it's completely cockamamie, if you ask me. <laughs> Guys, now listen, I don't want to be a dictator here. But... If you're a dictator, does that mean that you can punish us under the penal system? <laughs> we don't need to resort to children's bathroom humor. Let's talk about how the Lawnmower 4.0 has a travel lock. It won't turn on in your luggage. Let's talk about how it has a new adjustable guards and an LED light. Be better than fallen butchums. What do you say, guys? What do you say? Well, I'm glad we got that rectified. Like, like rectums. Right? Was that good? Did you like that one? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I give up. You're all animals. All of you. Go to manscaped.com and order your lawnmower 4.0 today. Absolutely amazing sponsor of ours here over at Love Wrestling is Manscaped. Absolutely fantastic product. I have the product. I absolutely love it. I have the lawnmower 4.0. We're talking waterproof. Uh, we're talking uh, the trimmer helps reduce nicks. Um, it reduces the risk of ingrown hairs. It reduces the risk of grooming accidents. This lawnmower 4.0 is absolutely fantastic. I love it. And because we love wrestling and because we love Manscaped and because, well, yeah, I love my balls. I want to give some savings to everyone. All of us here at Love Wrestling want to do this. Go to love or go to manscapes.com and you're going to get yourself a 20% off discount when you use our promo code love wrestling. That's over at manscapes.com. Check out the plethora of amazing things that they have there for men's grooming. It's absolutely fantastic. As well, free shipping, free worldwide shipping you don't get that anywhere nowhere offers worldwide shipping manscaped.com does while you're there promo code love wrestling is going to get you 20 percent off which is absolutely fantastic thank you so much to manscaped for coming on board with love wrestling it's absolutely fantastic. We're going to move on here to our showstopper segment. This one here is a huge showstopper segment right now. I do want to go back just for a moment to when we were talking about the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. We're talking about doors being opened. We're talking about different things happening. Ring of Honor is returning. Ring of Honor has actually invaded Impact Wrestling at this pay-per-view after the Hardcore War matchup. We saw <laughs> we saw Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and PCO come down to the ring and attack the winning team of Heath Rhino, Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack. Maria Kanellis also came out. Maria Kanellis. Mike Bennett's wife came out to join the Ring of Honor alum to pose inside of the ring. This is this is great. I love it. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some doors opening with this next topic here. I've seen the phrase put out there. Are we in the multiverse right now? 
And that's why this episode here was called Into the Wrestleverse, because I think that that's exactly what is going on here. Um, <laughs> WWE Women's Royal Rumble has opened up the door just a crack. They have talked about this on their programming. Impact Wrestling has talked about this on their programming. WWE has announced 19 names so far for the Royal Rumble. I'm going to run through that list super quick, and I'm going to leave the big one for last. We're looking at Aaliyah, who we talked about earlier, who is on SmackDown. Brie Bella, Hall of Famer. Carmella from Raw. Charlotte from SmackDown, Dana Brooke from Raw, Kelly Kelly, a free agent, Lita, Hall of Famer. I wish that Lita would have been a surprise. She was absolutely my uh, all-time favorite growing up. Michelle McCool, free agent, Naomi from SmackDown, Natalia SmackDown, Nikki A.S.H. from Raw, Nikki Bella, WWE Hall of Famer, Queen Zelina from Raw, Rhea Ripley from Raw, Shayna Baszler, SmackDown, Shotzi, Blackheart from SmackDown or just Shotzi now. Summer Ray, a free agent. Tamina from Raw. And the big one, Ring of Honor Knockouts champion Mickey James included inside the Royal Rumble matchup. Ed, this, this blew my mind, to be completely honest with you, that the WWE opened that door, just that crack, to allow Mickey James, a champion on a different television program, to come on and do the Royal Rumble. What are your thoughts on this? I have I have many thoughts on this. One, um, it, I, I love that they're bringing in a, a world champion from someplace else and being like, yeah, we'll go ahead and promote her like this. We'll go ahead and make sure we mention it. She's obviously going to come down with the belt. I'm kind of hoping she comes down to hardcore country instead of her WWE music. Um, I'm hoping that she brings the championship in a black garbage bag. I, I was going to say, I do think it's hysterical that somebody that they got rid of and everything that happened with her getting let go and the garbage bag fiasco and everything else, that they found a money, a numerical number that worked enough with her and her boss at impact to be like, yeah, we'll make this happen. We'll do this. Like, I, right. I hope that's a stipulation that she put in there. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I got, I'm just excited. Like I love Mickey James and obviously she's got a world of talent left to give, whether oh, yeah. it be inside the ring, outside the ring, everything else. Uh, it was silly for them to let her go. That yeah. being said, I think it's better for her to have been let go. Like people, you know, we, we talk about these releases and everybody's always like, oh, it's this damn WWE and releasing everybody. It's what happens when you hoard talent for six years. Inside yep. the ring, outside the ring, backstage, everything. You hoard all this talent. You have to eventually let these people go. Like it, It's just a matter of time before these people had to go. And most of these people are finding fantastic things to do. Like Tyler Breeze is happy being a real estate agent and doing his Twitch channel and running right. his wrestling school. And you've got Mickey James running a show for NWA, an all women's show, being part of Impact Wrestling where she's their women's world champion, going up with some of the best women in the world. Like 
Yeah. There's a bunch of talent finding good, honest homes from all these releases. Yeah. We're going to hear some terrible stories of some guys that can't find a place. And we're going to hear True. some stories of people that, you know, are having some tough luck and it might've been a bad decision, but let's remember they all knew what WWE was when they went there. They signed the money. They signed the deal and took the money. Nobody forced, right. nobody forced any of these people to sign these deals. Like the carrying cross, like carrying crosses have come out with it. He's explained why he chose WWE over AEW. Like, these people make these decisions and, and yeah, should there be some kind of safety for them when they make these decisions that these things don't happen? Yeah, there should be some real good safety for them. That being said, like it's, it's a two way street, you know, you're willing to take the money and sign the deal. You, you take the risk that goes along with it, but Mickey yeah. James and WWE again, even if it's one night only great. Does it open the door as you say? It, it's the first crack in, in the timeline of Loki. You know, it's that first timeline crack of the, uh, a variant timeline where WWE starts working with other promotions. Like maybe we're in the timeline where WWE changes its mind, and we're in that variant timeline. Who knows? Right? I'm a Marvel fan, so that's where all these things are coming yeah. from. I but think like, we definitely have entered the <laughs> Wrestleverse. Yeah, I think a hundred percent we have. This is Loki. And you've you've heard this here first. This program here is the one that gave it to you, Wrestleverse. That's where the term comes from. Remember that. It comes from Carl Carafel and Turnbuckle Talk. Cody saying, this is Loki grabbing the Tesseract. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it definitely is. It and might I, lead to nothing. It might lead to a whole bunch of things. Who knows? And at the end of the day, does it really matter? Like, people yeah. are like, I want to see fun and interesting things happen in WWE. All right, fine. We're bringing in Mickey James for the Women's Royal Rumble. That's not what I meant. Right? Like. <laughs> uh, this is a comment that I didn't get to before uh, because I didn't want to talk about the Royal Rumble just yet. But Throwback comes out there and says, uh, with the names of the Rumble announced and the Bella Twins coming back, you think that maybe they're going to stick around and by mania they're uh, women's tag team champions? Yeah. Um, if 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 Nikki's neck is as good as she says it is, and it seems like it is, and it's something Vince wants to do, and I see no reason why he wouldn't. There's no reason why they don't win the titles sometime between now and March, and then at WrestleMania, the Bellas put over whatever female tag team it's going to be, whether it's putting back over Carmella and Zelina Vega, whether it's putting over a tag team of Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, which I think is the answer. Right. Me too. I, I, as much as I don't want those two in a match like that, like that's a high caliber match for them. And while I don't want them in a tag team match at mania, it seems like a whole lot better than doing a women's battle Royal. Yep. Like at least put them with the Bellas. At least it'll get mainstream publicity. It'll be a big match. Vince will actually know that it's happening and, keep it on the card like okay yeah bianca belair and rhea ripley win the tag team titles from the bellas at mania sure sounds good to me right me too me too this has been an absolutely fantastic episode we're already an hour and 10 minutes and ed thank you so very much for coming on the program here you get the big screen right now i want you to tell us and everyone that is listening where we can find you on the World Wide Web, 
as well as what you have coming up and what you do with Love Wrestling. So you can find me. It's right here. Ed Fries 125.84 on Twitter. Um, I tweet all kinds of random stuff. I mostly retweet things. I mostly retweet Funko things a lot of the time. There's a whole lot of Funko retweets on my account. So for anybody who follows me for my Love Wrestling stuff, I apologize for that but I love Funkos and I want more of them. And they say retweet and have a chance to win. Cool. Anyways, uh, you can also find me co-hosting with Cody Defoe and Astrid Pizarro. We co-host the second half of the double feature of NXT and power out. And so you can find us tonight. will be around 10 30 ish, but make sure you check out at 10 o'clock because right after NXT ends power out begins and power out now has a new co-host. So Zach Smartmouth is joined by a newcomer to, to Love Wrestling, but she's been on the channel multiple times before. Ella J is the new co-host for Power Out, so make sure to catch both ends of, the, of it with uh, Power Out and NXT every Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Absolutely fantastic. Again, thank you so much for coming by. A little bit of housekeeping that I have to do here. We want to talk a little bit about our friends over at Collar and Elbow Brand. If you have watched this entire program, you have seen that I am wearing, as always, my Collar and Elbow Branded hat. Turnbuckle Talk is the first ever sponsored podcast from Collar and Elbow Brand. Go and check them out while you're there. Add some stuff into your cart. And no matter what you put in there, no matter if it is brand new or clearanced merchandise, doesn't matter. You are going to get 10% off your entire order when you use the promo code JK podcast over at collarandelbowbrand.com. We want to talk about our friends at Phoenix as well. If you're looking for some health supplements, workout supplements, uh, workout gear, anything like that as well, check out Phoenix at fnxfit.com. Anything that you purchase there that is not a reoccurring monthly thing, you get 15% off your entire purchase when you use the promo code TBTALKPOD. RK Athletics is an amazing area as well. We definitely want to make sure that we are mentioning RK Athletics. RK Athletics 1, I believe it is, on the Twitter machine. Go and check them out. Follow everything that RK Athletics does. We're talking workouts is what happens over there 100%. And if you are not in their area, they even have online tools that they can give and help support you there as well. Make sure you're checking out RK Athletics 1 on the Twitter machine. Love Wrestling has been absolutely amazing to, to me, and it is absolutely fantastic to be part of this program. And I am so thankful to Spencer over at Love Wrestling for bringing this program over here and even allowing another program called Turnbuckle Rewind to happen as well in audio format. Check out lovewrestling.ca where hopefully this Thursday you will actually get a new episode of Turnbuckle Rewind. It has been on a little bit of a hiatus, but I am hoping to get back into the swing of things for Turnbuckle Rewind. There is so much great programming that happens over at lovewrestling.ca. You do not want to miss out on any of that. And these video podcasts wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for StreamYard. Thank you so much to StreamYard for bringing out such an amazing platform for us. We absolutely love it and will continue to use it because it has been fan freaking tastic. 
for Mr. Ed Fries and for myself, Carl Carafel. This has been another edition of Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you, and we will see you on the next one.